This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So this is the last podcast episode of 2017. Woohoo! So I wanted to look back at the hottest value stock industries, not just the stocks, but the industries, the hottest ones of the year to see if they have what it takes to do it again in 2018. So they did have momentum. Are they going to be able to keep it going into um, a new year? Or, um, and will they still be value stocks? I guess that's a good question too. So 2017 is going to be a really tough act to follow, especially for these two industries. And they are the semiconductors and the home builders. I've covered both of them, um, like kind of combined and separately in their own episodes during 2017. But it's time to cover them again because they are the superstar value stocks of the year. And I'm excited that it's more than just one industry. It's not just the semi which which everybody knows about them you know those have been hot uh, for months now but the home builders are kind of the sneaky one and the more boring one I know not many of you are following them and you're kind of dubious about the home builders but um, they have shined just as hotly as the semiconductors and I like it that most of you don't like it so <laughs> let's go over kind of what they've done this year the iShares semiconductor ETF so this is the SOXX the SOX that's up 41% year to date that's an ETF Okay, like that's not easy to do. That's a basket of stocks. That means the underlying holdings in that ETF are basically soaring to get a 41% year-to-date return. So that's incredible. Then on the home builder side, uh, the Spider Home Builders ETF, XHB, is up 29.5%. That's incredible. That one includes stocks like Home Depot, Lowe's, Williams & Sonoma, along with the home builders themselves, but it has more equal weighting in that one. And then there's also the iShares US Home Construction ETF. This one's the ITB. This one, get ready, is up 56%. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I had to like double check it. 56, 57% for the year. Incredible. This one is um, not equally weighted the same way. Uh, DR Horton is the largest holding at 13%, followed by, by Lennar at 9.9. This also includes Home Depot and Lowe's. And as uh, those of you know who are watching in retail, especially these kinds of retailers, Home Depot has been breaking out for months now and is at all-time highs. So um, this is you know something good happening here. In both of these areas, these are just extraordinary gains. This has been an extraordinary year for the overall indexes and the global stock markets, but these are even better on top of that. Yet um, many stocks in these two industries, they were earlier in the year, and actually they still are value stocks. And I wanted to look at that going into 2018. What do those earnings estimates look like going into the new year? Um, I already covered whether or not semiconductors were value stocks or value traps. A couple weeks ago, I'm going to have a little bit of update on that because we've heard from one of them. And um, so they're providing a little bit more guidance on what 2018 looks like. So that's vital. But first, let's look at the home builders. Because again, I believe that they're not getting any love, especially from you guys, even though the shares are up big. I feel like that's institutional buying, hedge funds, um, professional managers buying in there and not regular mom and pops. That's pretty bullish for 2018. We've really bullish 
bullish market conditions for the home builders. The permits are at 10-year highs now. Of course, that was going back to the bubble years of uh, 2007 or so, 2006. But that's promising. Um, Single-family home building is still strong. They're having a little trouble finding labor now on the construction side, but um, you know they're going to have to pay more. That means some of their margins are going to be hit a little bit there, but everything is still looking good with those low mortgage rates. The unemployment rate is low. That's also real bullish for uh, home builders, and we're seeing it in their numbers. So here's a couple names that I took a look at that have real good fundamentals, still have the value fundamentals, and... Um, are still looking good going into 2018. So the first one is DR Horton. That ticker is DHI. Their forward PE now is 16, even though the shares are up 85% year to date. Yes, I know you're all like, why didn't I get in there um, earlier in the year? But again, value is still here with that PE. They're expected to grow earnings 17% this fiscal 2018. And another about 15% fiscal 2019, two, a couple estimates were being revised higher just in the last two months. So um, analysts still pretty bullish. They pay a small dividend, 1%, but if you're getting that 85% year-to-date return, you're not too concerned about the dividend. This is a big cap home builder, 19 billion market cap. So it's one of the big guys. And so if you want a big broad play on home building, DR Horton is probably the one for you, DHI. And our second home builder is a little more specialty niche one. And I don't think I've really mentioned it before on the podcast, or if I did, it was only briefly. And it's called TRI Point Group. And that ticker is P or T. PH. So um, TRI, it's not as well known because it wasn't founded until 2009. So the bust happened. A lot of these smaller regional home builders were feeling the pain. They all decided to band together to survive the bust. And so this brought six brands together. Some of you might know, some of them go by the TRI point brand, but there's also party homes, quadrant homes, Winchester homes. You might know some of them in your state. They're in eight states now. And they too are seeing real good sales. Their backlog in the third quarter was up 36% year over year. This is a little bit higher average sales price, but not quite as high as Toll Brothers, which is even more luxury. But their average sales price in the third quarter was 584000 Now remember, that might have to do with the states that they're in too. If you're in one of the high cost states like a California, then you're going to see higher average sales price there. But uh, 584 is a little bit on the higher end. Um, so this one, again, has the value fundamentals. PE is just 13.5. Uh, expected growth earnings this year, 13%, and another 15% next year. So very similar to DR Horton in growth. And this is like, uh, eh, let's say it's a small mid cap. They have a $2.6 billion market cap, no dividend here. Um, so, you know, this stock has been soaring as well. The shares are up big for the year here too. But got to like that it looks like it still has some more room to go. 
Um, so that's our second home builder. So let's switch over to the semiconductors now. You know most of these names, although I have one that you might not have heard of. That's kind of the secret semiconductor. <laughs> I like those stocks that ones no one's really paying attention to. But let's start off with one of the big guys, the ones uh, everybody knows. Micron, I've talked about it many times this year, and why not? It's up 100%, ticker is MU. Uh, The PE is still 5.7. Yes, I can't believe I'm saying that. This one has the great peg too because it's got that massive earnings growth, 0.6 on the peg. Um, Full year 2018 earnings expected to be up 54%, but this was before they announced their recent earnings. So they just announced and um, a week ago and we're waiting on those earnings estimates. Takes a little time, especially during the holidays for those analysts to get those in there. I'm expecting that earnings growth to jump because they gave a real bullish guidance for their full fiscal year. And they even indicated the calendar year looked real good. That demand is still there. And even though the industry is ramping up and producing more, um, the demand is still outpacing what the supply is. And that's what you want from these chip makers because um, they have a habit of making too many chips when things get good and then prices come down. But right now, huge margin growth here. Uh, Micron still has what it takes going into 2018. And that's a positive for the entire industry. So let's look at another one of of the ones that has been real hot that you all know, and I've talked about before, LAM Research again, LRCX. This is the supplier of the wafer fabrication equipment. Um, So they're up 76% year to date, and their earnings growth looks much like Micron's. Um, Fiscal 2018 up 47%. 2019, analysts still aren't quite sure, so it's up just about a percent, but that's going to be rising as the story looks real good heading into the end of the calendar year 2018. Now, these guys are all reporting off the calendar year, so they're like one of those that you know is on the fiscal year. So don't let that confuse you. Both look pretty good for um, just regular calendar 2018. They've been real bullish. So Lamb has a PE, a little more expensive, but still cheap. Let's call it that, at 12.8 times. And it's got a peg that's real good too at 0.9. So it's got the growth plus the value here. It's not looking like a value trap. So that, those are the two you all know on the semiconductor side. And let's do it like a secret one now. I don't think I've mentioned it. It is in my value investor portfolio that I operate here at Saks. And it's been in there um, for a while now. And for a little while, it wasn't going anywhere because no one knows it. And it was just kind of lagging. But it's taken off too. So this is the one um, that is also up considerably year-to-date, up 32% for Vichay Intertechnologies. Now, this one is ticker VSH. I think no one knows it because they're not in Silicon Valley. They were founded in 1962. That's that's real old. Um, and they're in Pennsylvania. So no one really pays them much attention. They make the discrete semiconductors. They're in a whole bunch of hot areas. They've specifically mentioned the auto industry, Um, So if we're going to go to driverless cars, company like this is going to be supplying a lot for that industry. And um, earnings growth this year, 
uh, for regular 2017 up 65.8%, another 6% growth next year. They have a market cap of just $3 billion, so they're a mid-cap company. They're not heavily covered on the street, and I feel like that's because they are in Pennsylvania, <laughs> and they get overlooked. So there's not a lot of going on with the analysts. There's not a lot of analysis. You really have to listen in on the conference calls. Their earnings press releases are always really short and um, kind of to the point, like, yeah, things are good. We're having a record year, and here's our numbers listening in our conference call. Like that's about all they ever say. But what they're saying right now is super bullish. And I like this company a lot, um, especially if you want one that not everybody is uh, paying attention to. Their PE is 15.2, so a little bit higher than some of the others, but um, obviously still there in the classic value realm. They also have a great peg of 0.7 because they got that big growth going on. And they pay a small dividend, too, of 1.3%. So it's not always bad to get a little bit of dividend. Um, Lamb Research, I don't know if I mentioned, they also pay a dividend of 1%. So yeah, we're getting that big growth plus a little bit of dividend and the value. Um, I hate to say it, but the semis, they still got the full package and we're getting momentum. So basically the overall um, wish, the kind of stock you wish on a star for, that's the semiconductors. And I don't think I'm being too bullish going into next year. So um, that is the question though, right? How much is left in the tank for both of these industries? But as long as I'm watching and you are watching those earnings estimates, you can try to avoid the value traps. It's there right now as we start 2018. Um, That doesn't mean it's going to be there all year because things can change. But um, we got that big corporate tax cut. That could help some of these companies. It certainly will help the underlying businesses that these companies are producing um, for. So those are things to watch. Uh, Micron has already said that the tax cuts are not really going to help them. They already pay a single digit tax rate. (laughs) So they're already paying almost nothing. So um, it's not totally going to help them, at least in fiscal 2018. So all these stocks are still cheap. None have a valuation problem, even with this massive run up in 2017. So as value investors, we have to try to trust the fundamentals. It's easy to get caught up in the chart. And I know a lot of value investors will look at that chart and they'll be like, no, Tracy, DR Horton has already gained 85%. Why would I ever get into that? And that's where we have to trust these fundamentals um, because it's always hard to buy at the top for anyone, even momentum investors, growth investors. No one likes to buy at the top, but especially value investors, as I've talked about all year, we like to get the the beaten down dirt cheap stocks, not the soaring dirt cheap stocks. So it's hard to get in then, but you have to trust the numbers, and at least until they change, and trust those fundamentals, which are still here. So also remember, listen to the conference calls yourself. As I mentioned, um, Micron said a lot on their conference call. That's the only reason I know about their current effective tax rate, because I listened in over there. So be sure to listen in. You might learn a lot of uh, little tidbits that you otherwise might not get from a press release or even a slide presentation. 
Um, and just like the tone of what's going on, if you listen to the Micron one, you heard a lot of good, positive things, both from the company and from the analyst. Sometimes they just gush at each other like, oh, fantastic quarter. We loved it, you know, and congratulations and all of that. But when you do hear that, it means something good is going on there because it's not every quarter that the analysts are gushing um, to management. So, It's good to listen in. I always say that, I know, and I know it takes a little extra time, but most of these are only about an hour long. Um, So you can always, you know, put it on and do the dishes while you're listening in and you might get some interesting tidbits. So these two industries were the hottest for value stocks in 2017. I'm expecting them to continue to be the hot areas for 2018 as well. Um, I'll be looking at a couple other things in some of our shows when we start the new year, though, because um, while these were hot and I expect them to continue to be, there's going to be a couple other areas that I think value investors are going to want to be in for 2018. So happy investing and happy new year as we head into this new year. I'll see you in 2018 with more value investing stock ideas. So you don't want to miss it. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We have our standard loan show there, Value Investor Podcast on Apple Podcasts. And on SoundCloud, we're under the Zach's Market Edge banner over there. You can get both shows on um, SoundCloud if you subscribe there. And if you want to get both shows, both of them are also on Apple Podcasts under Zach's Market Edge. But be sure to subscribe to the Value Investor Podcast because I do think value stocks are going to be in the news a lot in 2018. And we're going to have a lot to talk about. So as I said, Happy New Year, and I'll see you on the air in 2018.